It's been said that every quilt tells a story, and it's so true. But I also believe every quilter has a story to tell. I wanted to hear about the people behind these wonderful quilts and thought you'd enjoy hearing about their lives also. Welcome to A Quilter's Life. Sherry Shish is an engineer during the day and an avid quilter at night, which leads to her blog, Powered by Quilting. You can check out her quilting adventures, which serve as her creative outlet, at poweredbyquilting.com. I'm sure you will enjoy getting to know Sherry as we visit. Sherry, thank you very much for being on The Quilter's Life today. Thank you. Let's start with your background. Where were you born and raised? So I was born and raised in Dallas, Texas. I have an older sister, and my parents immigrated here in the early 80s. Can they ask where they immigrated from? Um, yeah, so my parents are originally from Taiwan. Neat. And so you grew up in Texas? I grew up in Texas um, until I went to college in Indiana. Do you have a special childhood memory? So from a childhood memory standpoint, I think some of the things that our family did on vacation has always been super fun. Like we went to Yellowstone when we were kids. I think back on it now where we, you know, didn't have technology and had multiple vehicles because mm-hmm. it was... um cousins and extended family. It was a fun trip and kind of crazy how we used to travel without the technology to be able to keep in touch with each other. And um, I just remember like, we actually got lost and had to like figure out how to find our way back together. Yeah. It was very fun. I'm sure other families have kind of that same experience, but it was a good kind of family road trip or extended family road trip. Neat. So can you tell me about your job? So I am an engineer, and I work for a major food company at the moment, and I manage our engineering and our maintenance team. There's several different kinds of engineers. Could you tell me what you do? So I went to school for mechanical engineering, but I have worked my most of my career in uh, controls and automation. Mm -hmm. So doing kind of the programming of equipment or lines or getting data from machinery. That's kind of what I do. <laughs> but now I'm, um, I essentially manage the engineering team. So I don't do a lot of the technical work anymore. It's more of a supervisor role. Nice. So you grew up in Texas. Are you still in Texas? No, I currently live in New Mexico. And we've only lived here since the end of September. My work had moved me again. So the funny thing is, uh, so a couple of my quilter friends that I've met that I only see once a year, they think I move every year. Um, (laughs) That wasn't essentially the plan. Before New Mexico, I was in Kansas City for about 15 months. And then prior to that, I was in Minnesota. And in Minnesota, I was actually there for five years or so. So Kansas City was probably the shortest uh, place that I've ever lived before I was asked to move again with my job. Well, does that make you want to be a minimalist to not have to pack up so much? 
<laughs> you would think I would learn to be a minimalist, um, but I don't think quilters are minimalists at all. No, um, we keep a lot of fabric and I haven't sewn for very long and I somehow have amassed a gigantic stash. But the nice thing with company moves is they do hire movers for you. So I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> it's just the unpacking and figuring out where all the stuff goes in the new house. That is the hard part. Yeah. Besides quilting, what other crafts do you do or have you done? So currently, I really only sew quilting and I sew bags. I do not sew garments. I, however, own crafting supplies for crocheting and knitting. I used to do scrapbooking when that was really all the rage a couple years ago. I used to have all sorts of different like wool balls for needle felting. I went through a phase where I really wanted a needle felt. And then I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've done. There's a whole bunch of different crafting things that I've tried and either have done or have not done. Oh, I also make no-sew ornaments too. So kind of like still in the fabric realm, but not really sewing. It's uh, scores of fabric that you essentially pin on a styrofoam ball or a styrofoam shape. Uh So I do those too. Cool. How about hobbies? Do you do any sports or gardening, cooking? So the short answer is no. I'm actually really allergic to the outside, so I don't go outside very often. And then for gardening, yeah, so the whole allergy thing with gardening and sports that kind of goes together. Um, The cooking side, I used to bake a lot more than I do now, but I never really got into actually cooking a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thankfully, I'm very thankful that my husband actually does most of the cooking for us because I don't like to. <laughs> so I do bake on and off, um, but I have to really be in the mood to, to do that. I think with my engineering background, baking with following a recipe and like exact measurements right. fits better than some of the cooking where it's like, oh, it's a pinch of this and just, you know, season. <laughs> Do something with it. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I'm with you there. My husband does our cooking too. It's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that it is it is very nice. So I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah. So who introduced you to quilting? So it's interesting because you had sent me kind of these questions before to think about and I was trying to remember the first quilt that I made. Um, the first quilt that I made, I don't even think I knew it was really quilting. So I actually got a sewing machine. It's about five and a half years now. And I never actually learned how to sew on it until about five years ago. Mm -hmm. And originally I bought the sewing machine to make bags or pouches or just small things. And I had found this like car fabric. I think Mm -hmm. it was from Michael Miller or something like that. And my sister had her first born. I think she was pregnant with her second kid or about to be pregnant with her second kid or something like that. And I was like, oh, I should make them a quilt or something like that. So like I, the very first quilt I figured out, you know, it's a very uh, simple kind of squarish quilt with patches. It wasn't like a charm pack quilt, but like I had kind of figured out what I wanted to do, did all the math behind it, and sewed this quilt top together. I did not know how to quilt it. 
did not know how to base the quilt, did not know that a walking foot existed, did not know flannel drags. So that first quilt is a hot mess. (laughs) But I don't really know who kind of inspired me to start quilting outside of the fact that I'm like, oh, that would be something fun to make. Yeah. And as a non-legacy quilter, it's kind of what I categorize myself as. Like nobody else in my family quilts or did quilt before I started. My Mm -hmm. sister now has seen the path to quilting. I have convinced her that it's a thing to do. Um, (laughs) When you don't know and you don't have any friends that quilt, it is really hard to learn how to quilt because you don't know what terms you don't know. Yeah. So there was the original sewing expo came to town. I want to say a couple months later and I like signed up for some classes was super overwhelmed with everything, but that's when I learned how to baste a quilt and learned that a walking foot existed. (laughs) And like, I was like, Oh my God. So that is what causes, you know, that's what helps not bunch and pucker on your quilt. Oh, well that's like something that if you didn't know to look for, you wouldn't actually, think to search for that kind of term right and not having any friends that quilted or not having anybody any connection to kind of this quilting world um, it's really hard it's really hard to figure out what to do yeah and what to look up yeah I remember the first class I took well I've only taken the one class but on the list was the walking foot and I had no clue what that was (laughs) Describe your favorite quilt or quilt pattern. So my favorite quilt pattern is actually the barn quilt block of the month that I designed last year. And I think it's my favorite because it took me a while to take the flying swallows block. I don't know if you know what that is, but I can send you a photo. It's a diamond shaped it's like three diamonds and then they go in a circle is, is the traditional way how to piece it. But I really dislike Y seams and I feel like they're a lot of work. And so I went back through and figured out how to make them without any Y seams. So there's like seams and like kind of weird areas. So if you're making that pattern with a print, it would look a little weird. But if you're doing with solids or like solid light um, mm-hmm. fabric, it will look fine. And I really love it. And then what I did is I took some of the different barn quilt patterns that I really like, kind of like on my bucket list is to go drive through and go see all the barn quilts and farm country in different areas. But I took a lot of the couple ones that I thought were some of my favorite designs and I kind of just used two other kind of bigger blocks and kind of just encircled the flying swallow. So I really love that quilt because one... It's way harder than it looks, and it comes out, it's just beautiful. And it's 72 by 84, so not not quite a big bed size, but you can at least do it to cover your bed. So Wow, neat. Yeah. What colors do you like to use? So my favorite colors on quilts, I really love blues, greens, and purples. Purple is way hard to find, actually. So I don't have a ton of purples in my stash, but Mm -hmm. I like the greens and blues. And then because of purple, I'll pull in the pinks as well. I'm not a big fan of 
orange and yellow unfortunately <laughs> i like when i look at my stats i'm like oh i am obviously missing a couple colors here <laughs> but i mean a lot of my quilts are are pretty rainbow color i think it's just happy when i see the colors yeah but really the color that's missing is brown that's the hardest one to incorporate it. and i have enough brown to do some applique for you know branches or things like that i don't have a lot of brown i don't yeah. keep a lot of brown so tell me about your favorite part of the quilting process. So my favorite part of the quilting process has to do with actually piecing and making the blocks themselves. I would say that is like the best part because by the time you get all the blocks together, depending on the size of the quilt, sometimes I don't even like sewing the quilt top together because once it gets too big, I feel like I'm just wrangling the quilt top together. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of doing that. So I like making the actual blocks themselves. Um, and then I think the second thing that I really like is just the design process. So I design in EQ8 and finding designs that I like or making designs that I like and doing iterative. Uh, I kind of use an iterative process mm-hmm. to kind of refine some of my uh, quilt patterns. That part's really fun too because – I like playing with a lot of secondary designs and so trying to figure out how stuff works and how things will look next to each other. If you multiply that design, uh, I find fun. Yeah. It's always something really satisfying of making a quilt that you design too. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah. What was your worst quilting experience? So my worst quilting experience kind of goes back to that very first uh, original sewing expo experience. So you know how I signed up for classes? Well, I signed up for a free motion quilting class. Mm-hmm. Remember, I didn't know what a walking foot was at this time. I didn't know how to base a quilt. And I go into this class, she was like, oh, bring a panel, bring some batting and some backing. And, and that might be the reason why I dislike free motion quilting to this day. But I could not figure out how to get my hands and the quilt to move under the machine in the correct kind of tempo. And so this was a non stitch regulated machine. And like, I had no idea that this was even a thing, (laughs) you know? So I knew no motifs. I knew nothing. So I think I just did like scribbling on a quilt. And I was like, I don't understand how this is going to be a thing at the end, (laughs) you know, like how this is going to look pretty. And we're going to make a quilt by the end of it. It was probably a much too advanced class for where I was in my sewing journey. Yeah. Did I see on your website that you do long arming now? I do. I do edge to edge long arming because that is easy for me to use a computer and I can line things up. It works really well with my engineer brain. (laughs) I've done a little freehand practice. I'm not comfortable about doing custom long arming for anybody but myself Uh right now. But I actually feel more comfortable driving the machine rather than moving the quilt. And I've talked to other quilters, like good free motion quilters and good long armers, say one or the other, that one is much more natural to them. And so I I, I think I like driving the actual machine better than I do moving the quilt. 
And with a long arm, I no longer have to baste my quilt. And that is by far the worst part of quilting for me. I hate basting my quilt. <laughs> I was wondering so, about that. It's a win-win, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> I've never done long arm or free motion. I just sew straight lines on mine so far. So I'm still pretty new to quilting. Fun. There's a lot of variety in quilting, and I think that's really what has gotten me to really love this craft. As I listed off all the other crafting things that I've done in the past, it was always probably a shorter stint. And this is the craft that I've been doing the longest, and I think I find the most joy because it's different, right? So if one day you don't want a piece and you want to make a bag or you just want to sew or you want to finish a quilt where you want to just long arm or do something different or prep your next quilt by cutting fabric. Ooh, that one's also true. I actually do like cutting fabric too, <laughs> like cutting out all my, all my pieces. Yeah. I have a weird like happiness that comes from that. <laughs> so it kind of just depends, like whatever mood I'm in, I can pick a different project and work on that without feeling like I am done with, or, or tired of quilting, yeah, so to speak. So mm -hmm. I like the variety. Yeah. Why do you make quilts? We might have covered that a little bit. <laughs> so originally, right, the first quilt I made was for my nephew. And I guess my sister, I guess he was already born because he's already six now. And I only quilted, started quilting five years ago. So I guess he was like a newborn at the time. He actually still has that quilt and he loves that quilt because it's flannel on the back, mm -hmm. even though it's super puckered. Eventually, I kind of want the quilt back because I'm like, this is the first catastrophe that I ever made. <laughs> and it's so puckered. But, you know, it was loved for so many years. But I make quilts because it makes me happy at the moment. It's kind of a weird thing. I know a lot of people make quilts for other people. I, I don't. I, I don't really make quilts for other people or rather with other people in mind. There's only been one other quilt that I have made specifically for a person. And that was my grandmother um, where I made her a complete purple quilt because her favorite color is purple. Hmm. But that's the only person I've ever actually said, I'm going to make so-and-so a quilt. What I found is that if I'm starting to, get color combinations from a person that I don't like, like the color combination, it doesn't like make me happy. I actually don't finish the quilt. Huh. And so what I've done is I make quilts because I make quilts. The actual making process makes me happy. And then I love the quilt at the end and it goes in a stack. And then eventually I make enough of them that like some of them move to a stack that I can give away. Yeah. And so I have like a whole bunch of baby quilts that are pre-made or quilts for baby quilts or things like that. Um, and so when a coworker or something has a kid, I'll go to that stack and say, okay, so for so-and-so's son or daughter, I think that they'll like this quilt or this quilt will match their decor yeah. or something like that. So I kind of just pick from stuff that I've already pre-made. Eventually I need to figure out what to do with all of them because I have a lot of quilts now. <laughs> and so... It's one of those things I, I I will most likely end up picking, you know, a whole bunch of quilts and bringing them home and being like, okay, family members, you know, if you don't have a quilt yet, you can pick from this 
stack yeah. or this pile that I was happy making. But if they were to give me their requirements, I don't know if I would be as happy making that quilt yeah. as if differently than something that I picked. Mm-hmm. Do you have a tip that you like to give to other people? There are multiple ways to make a quilt. I tried to learn as much as I can, at least that works for me. So there's all sorts of different techniques that are out there to do the same sort of job at the end. And so really my advice is to find what works for you because what works for me may not work for you. Really, there's so much to learn about all the different things you can do with fabric and with quilting and just never stop learning. And you can always take a class and if the instructor doesn't teach it or you don't understand it well guess what you learned a way not to do it (laughs) and it's okay yeah there's no quilt police that's the other advice there's no quilt police unless you're a show quilter and then maybe there's you know quilt judges that will tell you what you need to do better but for most people that aren't going to send their quilts to shows there's no quilt police yeah i just saw on facebook someone made a quilt the police taking away a lady. It, it was a picture, but it was a quilt. <clears throat> it said she touched the quilt at a quilt show. <laughs> kind of <funny>. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, don't touch the quilt at the quilt show. People do not like that. <laughs> I've Tell done me. white gloving at yeah. QuiltCon. And, <laughs> and yeah, people, it says so on the program to not touch the quilts, but People always want to. There's always some quilt with a texture that people want to touch. Yeah. Can you tell me how you went from, you started making a quilt, you wanted to make it for your nephew, and then you've gone into business. What was the transition? It's kind of a twofold transition. One, I wanted to do something to supplement income or something more creative in life. So I am good at being an engineer. I'm not saying I I don't want to. It's a good living. But the creative side of me really desperately wanted to do something. And so that's kind of where I thought to start. The ultimate goal for me is not only just to do designing patterns, but to actually design fabric. So that is a long-term goal, I think. So that's kind of what I'm shooting for, but there's always that time in life where you kind of reevaluate, is this what you should be doing? Does this feel right? And I think the dream of doing true artwork on fabric is a little different than where I am now, I guess. I think that was my previous goal. Yeah. And so as I've kind of gone through this transition of, okay, so I'm going to make patterns because I want to make something of my own design. You know, when I make a quilt of my own design, ultimately I wanted to make a quilt of my own design with my own fabric that I designed. But I don't think that I have the greatest artistic ability (laughs) to do some of the illustrator designs that I would need to do. And I think part of that is because I just don't have the time to learn it. Eventually, I might be able to, but then I also look at some of the fabrics that I really want to make out of quilts, more make quilts from, and some of those, I don't know if I really need the intricacy of some of the screen printed fabric. I've been working with batiks quite a bit, and there's something to be said with some of the more simple and 
some of the batik designs that you can do. And yeah. so that's kind of my next thing. I'm like, maybe at one point I want to make a line of batiks. So that's kind of my next goal. I've been working with Island Batik as a company and I'm a signature designer for them, meaning I do all of the patterns that are associated with a collection, but I don't actually design the collection myself. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like getting my foot in the door to hopefully eventually design a collection by myself. <laughs> so wow, that's the plan. That would be neat. But you do have some patterns out now, right? Correct. How did you feel when you saw your pattern made by someone else? It's actually really amazing, right? Like somebody making your pattern is it's one of those things that you're like, whoa, like I designed that and they made it and mm-hmm. it looks good in whatever colors that they picked. I've seen some memes where people are like, yeah, someone happy dances on the inside. And it's truly like a happy dance on the inside where you're like, oh my gosh, uh-huh. I'm glad that they made it. And I hope they enjoyed the pattern, right? Because ultimately they can make it and hate it. <laughs> um, but I hope they enjoyed it. And I'm going to keep telling myself that they enjoyed it and they didn't have any problems and, and whatnot. So well, I'm thinking if they hated it, they would not take a picture and show you. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had a couple of your designs in magazines. How did that feel? That was pretty fun. And and it's really nice to be able to see your designs in magazines. I think that's something that is validating as a designer. But truthfully, I haven't actually submitted to a magazine in like a year or so or two years. I don't sometimes like the publishing schedule, but I know as a budding designer or something like that, it's a rite of passage to be able to say, hey, I've been published in these magazines. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of that process of getting a design and then making it and then finally being able to show it and then the magazine gets released from concept to release sometimes takes over a year. Yeah. And it doesn't always necessarily mean that a magazine is going to pick it up. It could mean that you submit it to a couple magazines before it gets picked up. And so sometimes it's just a, I kind of want to keep it or I would publish it myself or just make it for fun more than anything. Yeah. I noticed one of them was Modern by the Yard. I don't think I'd heard of that one before. So Modern by the Yard is put on by Benertex. And it's a online magazine. So they release issues every couple of months. And it's free to everybody who's online. So if you just Google Modern by the Yard Act, you'll come up with a website that you can get all of the previous magazines and be able to go through and look digitally on them as well. So it's not a paid magazine, like a a pay for a customer paid magazine. It's Uh a free magazine. Wow. And tell us the name of your business. It is Powered by Quilting. And the funny story behind the name is, I told you I'm a mechanical engineer, but I'm a controls and electrical, right? So everything is powered by something or other. And that's kind of where it came from. It's Powered by Quilting. Oh, neat. It's a nod to my profession. And where can the listeners find your business online? So I am at poweredbyquilting.com. Powered by Quilting on Instagram, Powered by Quilting on Facebook. And I also stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Powered by Quilting. 
So I'm pretty much powered by quilting everywhere on the internet. Neat. Sherry, is there anything else you would like to share with me today? I don't think so. Thank you so much for having me on and letting me tell my story. For everybody that's out there that's a newer quilter, it can be done. Some people just have a faster learning curve, but it doesn't mean that you can't do it. Right. Thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. Thank you. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of A Quilter's Life. You can find more stories on aquilterslife.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast player so each episode will be downloaded automatically. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you consider leaving a review as it helps others to find the show? Also, I want to hear about you and your wonderful quilts. Please contact me, Paula Chamberlain, through the website or a Quilters Life Facebook group to set up an interview. And as always, thanks for listening.